0: Welcome to Drive with Woody Fit. On this episode, me and Megan and Michael talk about my Airbnb trip. It was interesting. Uh, how intermittent fasting is good and bad. We kind of go over both a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It was good. This family that my wife saw at Aldi. We talk about that a little bit. With
1: their damn food
2: stamps. Well,
0: we get a little we get a little political, I guess. No, it's not I racist. It's not racist at all. Um, it's just talking about healthy food. And then I talk about... My experience with my both hands pronated deadlift. So I finally started doing a hook grip, hook, hook. I do a hook grip, and we talk about my experience. My experience with that. So take a listen. (laughs)
2: Listen
0: up, kids. So this week, me and Nikki went on our uh, Airbnb trip. Did I tell you guys about it? No. I haven't. So, um, for you brought the kids with you, right? No, no. We we ended up bringing Shane. So. Uh, for her birthday i wanted to go i just wanted to get away with her so i had been hearing a lot about airbnb recently so i decided like let's kind of venture out of out of my comfort zone and and rent something off airbnb so like two weeks before her birthday or the weekend we were going to go i just started like researching like places on airbnb just like random places, like, near the Poconos. I kind of wanted to go up north. Mm-hmm. We found ended up finding a... Ended up finding this uh, tent through this company called Tenter. A tent? Yeah, like, they have permanent tents in the woods. Like, they built this wood platform in the woods, and they built okay. a tent around it with, like, a bunk bed. Oh, that's actually pretty and, cool. Yeah, and you get, like, a fire... There's, like, a fire pit there, and you have, like, an awesome view. And, like, all of their places have awesome views. So, yeah... It was through this company called Tenter, and I guess how it, it works is they uh, purchase land or they they um, pay people who have land with nice views mm-hmm. a certain amount of money to build these tents on their land and, and rent them out. And uh, I guess Tenter has their own website. I, I didn't even didn't even know this. I just went through Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So I bought it. It was like it was like hundred thirty dollars. So like. It was like a regular hotel room, but it was a little. But like one hundred thirty a night. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was one hundred thirty for one night.
1: But still, like you get um, b- I personally better experience than in a hotel room.
3: Yeah. Where's yeah. It,
0: where's your bathroom? Is there like a? There is not one. You it, go into the it woods. It said in the listing there was a half bathroom, so I'm like guessing maybe like, there was like a porta potty <laughs> or something. I know, we didn't even we didn't even make it to the place, so. Um, yeah so what yeah Yeah, check it out so um everything was paid for we drove we drove up there the booking was like confirmed everything i had sent some messages to the to the company through airbnb and i was like just curious like can we bring alcohol can do we need to bring our own firewood like just i've never done this before Mm -hmm. it's like i don't i don't know what i'm walking into Mm -hmm. and um originally the plan was just us and then we ended up bringing shane because he's still not 100 percent to be away from nikki Overnight, and we get there to the address, and it's this driveway, and you go down the driveway, and it splits two ways, and then there's three houses. So we were like, "Where the hell do we go?" Like I have, I had no idea, like what was going on. Like (laughs) I understand the concept, like Airbnb, like you're like renting out somebody's room in their house. Like this was a tent in the middle of the woods. Like I kind of expected to find signs, a sign, Mm -hmm. or like. a, a walkway or something so i called the number the contact the person of contact that that was given to me to call them and they didn't answer and it just went like it rang twice and went to voicemail and so like, i oh, called no. him again called him again and went to voicemail again so we started exploring the area we, we never got out of the car but like we drove around we found the lake we found we could see the lake from the road that was in the pictures online so we were like okay like we're at the right place and like we could see it on google maps like we're at the right place but there was no signs of like where to go who to talk to and it was out in the boonies too so like i know how i am and i'm not even out in the boonies right and so like if somebody's in my yard or like coming up to my house like
1: They're especially like, what are you doing right, here?
0: like especially if you're out in the boonies and you're coming up to my house like there's a reason you're here And I want to know what that reason is, Mm because you're on my property, right? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't about to walk into somebody's backyard with Shane and Nikki. If I were by myself and, like, I was carrying, like, it'd be different. But, like, I had my wife and my kid with me. So, like, I was not about to just... go knock on someone's door. Exactly, Mm exactly. And, like, I understand that's how Airbnb works, but, like, it just didn't sit right with me did not sit right with me. So we ended up coming home, and, like, we didn't even, oh, we didn't man. even go. Yeah. Did
1: you get a refund?
0: I did I did get uh, – they gave me $50. So, like, they didn't give me a full uh, refund, but, like – I yeah. would have
1: said, give me the full well, refund.
0: Well, that's what I said. I said, oh, you know, like, I kind of would like a full refund because, like, I wasn't prepared for anything. But they said apparently everything is on their website that – like you would need to know everything is on the tenter website but they didn't communicate that with me very well like after purchasing like, they didn't never send me like go to this link and and check it it was just like we hope you have a good visit like and i was like okay hmm. like i guess I'll, I'll find something there and like it's kind of like shame on me for not doing my research no, into it but n- no
1: because you were new to this like you didn't know to do that
0: n- you're right but it's still
1: i still would have demanded for my money back even then even <laughs> even if you had even if they had said, Hey, but all the information's on our website, you should have said, Well, I didn't know that. Why didn't you tell me?
0: True, whatever. I'm um, You I'm could over have it. been an
1: annoying customer and I- gotten the money it. back.
0: I'm over it. I mean at this point it's already long gone. Long gone happened. Like it is what it is. Whatever. Most likely we'll never never use um, Airbnb. Airbnb. Again. Yeah. Well,
1: I've known people who've gone to Italy. And just like bounced from Airbnb to Airbnb instead of yeah. buying hotels, so oh, yeah, it's not yeah. all bad. And
0: like if I was if I was renting <laughs> somebody's room, I would have felt comfortable knocking on somebody's door, because the owner of that house would expect yeah. me. to see, be That's there. a lot easier. But because, the because it was this situation where like it was a tent in the woods, I didn't know which house to knock on. I know how like people are out in the boonies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not about to knock on somebody's door that doesn't see traffic very often. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with my wife and kid behind me. Yeah. Like, nah, it just wasn't about to happen. So
1: That's scary, though. Well, yeah,
0: I, I oh really, no, I do, I do like the concept of Airbnb because it's like, could potentially like put hotels out of business in the future. I think so. Yeah, especially with I feel the like It's, it's kind of, of sketchy. I don't know.
1: It's it's, same, but at the same time, I've known people who have had pa- positive experiences with it. So that's why I'm open to the idea
0: right and it's also new mm. like this is yeah, new to, like even to us like i've only been on this earth for like 23 years and like <laughs> airbnb was not around when i was a kid like it was you get a hotel wherever you're going mm-hmm. so like the fact that it's so new like everybody thought the internet was sketchy when it was new you well, know what it still i mean is sketchy. well i mean <laughs> some parts are sketchy. N- yeah though. there's definitely sketchy parts in it but like everybody thought the internet as a whole Mm. All of like the old heads that been around before the internet were like, Yeah, no, this know, is weird. Look it up like, in a book. Yeah, <laughs> like go to a library. Like okay. this is never gonna replace a library. And now what do you do when you need to find information on the go, on, uh, like on the fly? You,
2: you go Google the it. Internet.
0: You Google it because every- we all have our internet, mm-hmm. internet on our phone. So, mm-hmm. I think it's just the fact that it's new. It hasn't been around for decades yet. And I think that after, wow, I really made a loud, <laughs> <laughs> loud, <laughs> loud mouth smack there. <laughs> after it's been around for a while uh, I think people's temperament towards it is going to change it might get better yeah
3: I mean are you going to do something with Nikki now
0: well we ended up going home well like we we drove back home. We were gonna go to Ozzy's Fun Center. Do you know where that is? It's in Redding. I've heard of that. I I went there I was yeah. I, I went there once in my life, I forget I think it was for some summer camp back when we Is went. that like go karting? Yeah. They yeah. have like go karting, mini oh, golf, like roller skating. It. Yeah, yeah, it was like pretty sweet. Been there. And like I never realized it was that close. Is there, there like perhaps. a rock climbing place right next to it? I think they have rock climbing, but I'm not hundred percent sure. We should go. I really wanna go rock climbing today. <laughs> 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 i mean i do have to drive back to redding <laughs> yeah.
3: so i mean rock climbing is honestly like so much fun how what much is it, actually, how
2: much does it cost
0: at redding rocks
3: well we just go bouldering which is like without the harness and you climb like seven feet and it's it's a lot of it's fun it's fun
1: because you have to use certain rocks yeah you have to, to
3: follow color. like the other oh, color okay up. that's exactly. the challenge And it gets so hard mm-hmm. okay like so if so you only go seven feet up yeah well, so you don't need it can be, it can get higher like 10 feet by the max
1: you could they probably yell at you though.
3: Yeah, but I think it's only like maybe
1: thirteen dollars if you just. But that's with the harness too, right? No,
3: without the harness, because you don't need the 30? harness. Seriously? Yeah, but with the shoes, it's I think shoes and then like just like
1: the chalk bag. Yeah, I thought that was like eight then.
3: It's not much. It's under twenty without the harness. I know that. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. It's fun. Plus, you get your. Forearms.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what you were telling me last time. Is how your f- you had like a insane. massive forearm I'd pump. have to be careful. Yo, yeah. speaking of forearm pump, there is this thing out on the market now. I keep seeing Facebook ads is for it. it. This? No, no, oh. no, no, not that one. Not this. the extensor. <laughs> not the. No, we're not. This is not. This is not mommy shark time. <laughs> 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 There's. It's um. It's an. It's a prevents a forearm pump for athletes. Prevents? Yeah. Whoa, are you serious? Yeah. Like you put it around your forearm and like screw. It, it's mm. so weird. I've never seen, but you basically like, screw this like—it's
1: like a tourniquet,
0: kind of. It's a little bit like a tourniquet, but it doesn't wrap around your whole arm. It just like—it just like pinches your arm basically uh, that's and weird. like prevents the blood flow to the forearm oh
1: my gosh that's i saw the same thing but exactly. it was on the bicep
0: is that bad it's like yes. right up here well no that's so like holds, bfr that's bfr uh, that's blood for blood flow resistance training that's a little yeah, bit different. it keeps
1: the blood in the muscles. right and then you and then, you, and then you
0: release it and the blood surges into the muscles and like really expands them mm-hmm. but this thing prevents forearm pumps for athletes like motocross riders who need to like constantly grip while they're racing grip the handlebars And, of course, when you get a pump, you know, your grip strength kind of decreases a little bit, especially when it's a really good forearm pump. Mm -hmm. Your mobility decreases. Exactly. So this device is designed to prevent a forearm pump by preventing blood from flowing into your forearms and uh, basically give you the ability to grip better. Mm. It's it's pretty wild. That's really interesting. It's pretty wild.
3: I feel like if you leave it on too long, it might be something
0: bad.
1: I can imagine.
3: Is it new? because it seems new.
0: I think it's fairly new. Yeah. I think it's fairly new in the market because they're running Facebook ads for it. So like everything that's like new is of, of course coming out on Facebook ads. Like big companies are not running, some big companies are running Facebook ads, but like Coca-Cola is not,
2: as far no. as I know, no.
0: marketing on through Facebook ads. That's weird. Yeah, it, it's, it's- I can't see and, like, how of that course would be it's, beneficial it's besides not being not able to
1: squeeze the, the handlebars longer.
0: B- right, because it's preventing a pump in the form so you can continue to maintain that grip strength mm. and not have your forearm completely swollen from and from getting a pump well well that'd be insane because going rock climbing it's like yep. you would never get tired I, I don't know that's weird i mean you probably would fatigue at a, at a certain point okay but i'm thinking it's like this new power <laughs> <laughs> no i uh, never get tired <laughs> no I, I don't think it's like that i don't think it's like that mm. but it it was it's pretty it's pretty interesting one thing that something else that is <laughs> one thing that's been coming up recently that I'm I'm seeing a lot um, is this like big kick on intermittent fasting.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just recently that. started like Nikki, getting more
1: strict with that. Well,
0: I'm iffy about it. Uh, see, see, I I'm, just
3: wake up and I'm like, I'm so
0: hungry. I'm <laughs> I'm not iffy about it, but here's my issue: people that are um, promoting it and saying like do intermittent fasting, like it's the best way to lose weight, and yada yada. yada. If you're not already like if you can if you're going from nothing and you're trying to implement intermittent fasting and you're having a hard time making the right decisions to eat it can be very very easy for that to exhaust for it for implementing intermittent fasting to exacerbate a bad eating habit that you already have mm-hmm. okay
1: that's something that i read too it so brings up the eating disorders.
0: exactly so nikki and, and I, I don't hold this against her at all because, like, she doesn't research this stuff. She just, like, sees, like, what I do and, like, tries certain things and, like, sees what works and what doesn't work for her. And intermittent fasting has been working for her a little bit. So she'll recommend that just, like, any anybody else, like, gym bro, like, person that's, like, into fitness a little bit will recommend, like, this is what worked for me. You should try it. And she's recommended it to a couple of her friends. One of her friends, like, posted something on Facebook, like, I'm looking for, like, ways you know, I needed I need a meal plan. One of the best things out there, and Nikki was like, "Yeah, do intermittent fasting." It's like, hundred percent, like works awesome. And I'm just I was like, "Slow your roll." <laughs> like, if this person is struggling with like uh, making good eating choices and making a good making good decisions when it comes to food, m- implementing intermittent fasting may not be the best method for them because mm-hmm. you're in a sense you're starving yourself. And then you're only eating in a certain window. So when you can eat, if you can't deal with those cravings on a regular day, how are you going to deal with cravings from not eating for 16 hours? Like it it could, it very easily could just exacerbate a bad eating and bad eating uh, patterns. But it does work. It Mm -hmm. is good. You know what I mean? Especially doing something that I want to try that we talked about. Um, a once a week, twenty four hour fast. Yeah, I've been and thinking
1: about doing that too. Oh,
3: I have not been thinking
0: about. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> and doing just doing like intermittent, like n- not day to day, just once a week, twenty four hours. That's it. Every other day of the week, it's just regular, like 16-8. my regular. No, my regular meal timing. Not even oh. necessarily focusing oh. on sixteen eight. Okay. Just my regular meal timing oh, throughout say the once, week. Right? It's just one, one day. day a week, twenty four hours and then One the, rest 20, is just normal. And the rest is just normal like you could Breakfast, wake up lunch, like dinner. my first meal of the day is a cup of Greek yogurt so I wake up I eat my cup of Greek yogurt and then I go about my day and then if I eat by eight o'clock at night let's say and then the next morning I wake up I eat my dinner at eight next next morning I wake up and have a cup of yogurt at 6 30 seven o'clock in the morning like I barely even went 12 hours but like that's not the point though mm-hmm. you know what I mean so or the point is to get that 24 hour fast. Yeah. Once a week instead of. Yeah. The one
1: the one thing that I saw with the 24 hour because I did some research on it is they were saying in order to like get through the 24 hours without like killing yourself because you're so hungry or like breaking the 24 hours because you can't stand being hungry anymore. They said to eat a very large meal the Mm -hmm. night before. So if Mm -hmm. you stop Mm -hmm. eating at 8 p.m. have like eat between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m as much as you can Mm -hmm. and then just fast for the next 24 hours yeah that's something that i'd recommend doing it that way
0: that's something that ben greenfield talks about when he does his 24 hour fast is he'll just load up on food Mm -hmm. that last meal today and i think he does sundays sundays he fasts 24 hours so saturday night he'll eat a big freaking dinner yeah saturday night and then he won't eat anything all all day sunday until the same time sunday evening
2: so like eat 8 dinner PM. and
0: eat, if he ate dinner Saturday at eight pm, he'll eat dinner Sunday at eight pm and have a big meal. And I, I think, and you know the argument to that could be like, well, if you're eating a really big meal before you go to sleep, you know, you're, you're cause not you because you know the concept well. of like they don't. Well, I mean, or I st- I wouldn't eat like a massive meal at eight o'clock and go to bed at nine. I would eat like a massive meal at like seven o'clock, go to bed at like ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and then not eat until seven the next day, but. I mean, I find the more that I sleep, the easier it is to fast because mm-hmm. you're you're just asleep. You don't mm-hmm. have to deal with cravings. Well, you're just sometimes
3: sleeping. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I can't go back to sleep because I'm so hungry. Is that just me? Yeah, that's you. just you, bro. <laughs> just you. I've never experienced <laughs> that oh. ever. No. It hurts so bad. I'm like trying to roll. Hope. That Are you serious? Away. I don't know. I get really hungry. Like I was eating breakfast this morning, and I was like, eating it, and I was like, my stomach's growling still, and I was like, why is this happening? Maybe you have a tapeworm. I thought about that. I did think about that. Did you like walk Wait, around anywhere weird and barefoot?
1: No. No. Remember when <laughs> we Maybe, went yeah. to Red Robin and you got like you felt sick afterwards? Yeah,
0: I think it was the egg. How long ago was that?
1: A week ago. A week, ago. Mm. week and a half.
0: How long has this been going on with uh, you? Waking up in the middle of the night, being hungry. My whole life. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> so Maybe you, you don't,
1: don't have, have a tapeworm. <laughs> Maybe you just, you just have a super high metabolism.
3: Yeah, I well, do believe in that because, like, I can't gain any yes. weight for some reason. Listen,
0: maybe what you need is just, like, increasing. Are you eating whole foods or are you just, like, are you implementing highly palatable foods right now? Oof. It's mostly, like, anything I can find. Okay, so basically, if, if the dirty bulk is there, you're doing a
3: dirty bulk. Well, sometimes I go dirty and then sometimes I go pretty clean. So mm-hmm. you kind of just fluctuate in between well, it depends dirty on, like, bulk pretty much. What I buy, because like my parents don't buy, right, like good food. So right. it's when I buy stuff that's when it's
0: like a clean bowl. It's a clean bowl, mm-hmm. and then when your parents are buying stuff, it's it's, it's a dirty bowl. Yeah. Well, oh, look at that. They should learn from you. Um, <laughs> They're not gonna learn. <laughs> <laughs> so in, too I mean, in that, in that's it. oh, of course. Matt, trying to get grandpa to change oh, no, was, it was hard no, enough. Yeah. Was hard enough until he until he fell that first time, and then he was like, I have no upper body strength to lift me up, and True. I was like. And That's then and then I was like, get some resistance bands, dude, and just start doing stuff. And then he did, mm-hmm. but it, it took that catalyst of him falling and not being able to get up to change. And we had been telling him.
1: Oh, so sad.
0: It, it is, but like we had been telling him. But it's just like goes to show, like when you're set in your ways like that, and you've been doing the same thing for years, mm-hmm. it's you're not gonna change. You're not gonna change unless there's unless there's that catalyst like that, that that really pushes you to change. Hmm. Well, what do you guys think about uh? access cards
1: access for what
0: like uh, food stamps
1: oh my gosh okay so for, in one of my classes that she I have it. to do um, we do debates every now and then and the question that I'm debating actually on Tuesday is should people who have food stamps be allowed to use those food stamps to buy junk food
0: that is exactly what i was about to bring up yeah that is exact because nikki nikki went to the grocery store last week during the week do you guys
1: have food stamps
0: no 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 nikki went to the food store uh, to the grocery store she went to aldi uh just to get a few things like getting ready for the for the party Mm -hmm. yesterday and there was this uh there was this family in front of her they had two carts worth full of food two carts bro and like if you've shopped at aldi if you've ever gone to aldi you know They're that their cheap. carts no their carts are significantly bigger than giant or walmart aldi carts are massive dude oh, actually, like I've i could literally that. i could literally take yeah, a nap I, I could literally curl up and take a nap in an aldi shopping cart like if it wasn't metal <laughs> and uncomfortable i could fit in an aldi shopping cart and take a nap okay that's impressive so they had two carts full of food and it was all it was all junk food it was all processed food it was all highly palatable You know what I'm saying? Like, super Mm. processed food. And Nikki's over here getting, like, these few things. And she saw them pay because they were in front of her. And they pulled out an access card and swiped an access card. And they had all this processed junk food that they were buying. Meanwhile, Nikki's got me and Nikki try to buy, like, the whole, like, organic foods Mm. that we can. We started talking about it afterwards. And I was like, I feel like if you have an access card, if you're on food stamps, there should be a limit to what you can buy. And yes. not necessarily volume, not necessarily, like, but, like, what you're buying. Like, there should be a limit to uh, you can buy this, but you can't buy that. Why do you need to buy your kids Frosted Flakes when you could buy them Special K? You know what I mean? Like, what? Like it's still going to, it's, it's going to, if anything, it's going to fuel your kids better
2: mm-hmm.
0: than Frosted Flakes. You know what I mean? And all this highly processed food. Granted, I still wouldn't even go to consider, like, Special K a super healthy breakfast alternative because it's, like, still very processed but why can you go buy soda go buy two liters and 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 cases of soda with with a food stamps with access card and not be forced to buy water or like fruit juice I mean even fruit juice is, is still bad but if you're comparing it to soda it's still a little bit better you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like or like seltzer like there should be I I really feel like there should be limitations on what you're allowed to buy if you're on food stamps and it should it should be limited to um whole foods whole whole unprocessed foods Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not what that is going to do is like understand like you're free to like you know if you want to eat with whatever you want like the argument could be like well we're free to you know to, in America, we're free to eat whatever we want. Like I can, I can put whatever we want in my body. Yeah, but you're asking the government for help. Mm-hmm. You're asking the government asking to help you taxpayers. pay for food. In, in that too. You're asking me and you to help you pay for food. And I think that if you're gonna ask, if you're gonna take some of my money that I pay in my taxes every week, that that I could use to feed my family, you should have to pay. You should have to buy healthy whole foods. Mm-hmm. It's going to,
2: mm-hmm. you may yeah. not
0: want to, you may not like it, but it's going to nurture your kids better. It's going to fuel them better. You're going to be healthier overall. And then what comes along with that is you're going to be more productive at work and you're going to be able to do your job better. And like maybe one day you'll be able to actually get like a well-paying enough job that you won't need food stamps or or, or an access card but I really and like on top of that what comes along with like is like people abusing the system and like just keeping like a under the table job instead of getting a real job so that they don't have to pay for food and they can just continue to just use uh, an access card to pay for their groceries but I mean but that's
1: a whole nother problem that's a
0: whole nother that's a whole nother rabbit hole but I really think and it was just like it didn't seem right to me when Nikki said that I was like and you're in there using you know we had 50 bucks left to get ready for this party and you're in there like doing math on your phone to figure out like what we can but what we can afford and what we can't afford to buy all this food for the party and you know what i mean and like god like maybe maybe they did they did really need the help that's fine like i'm i'm all about like if you have an unfortunate situation and you need help financially you should you should be able to turn somewhere to get it right But there should be limitations on it not just like free-for-all you can buy whatever the hell you want
1: i agree and not only limitations but like even just for the parents like you're putting this horrible refined refined carbohydrates high high in sugar foods into your kids bodies they're not going to perform well they're not going to do well in school because they're not going to have energy right after lunch they're going to crash and they're going to want to sleep so they're not going to do well in school and it's just going to be become a spiral down where they're going to associate this tired feeling with school so they're never going to want to be in school they're never mm-hmm. going to want to learn because they've always thought of school as being boring and oh, i just sleep in school and it comes down to the fact like why would you want to feed your that food to your kids because you're not helping them at all and i know that sometimes money is a, is a big issue and you physically cannot buy Whole Foods whole, you know, great meat, all that stuff. That's completely understandable. But there's other options than just the bag of chips that cost $1.50. or ninety nine cents or ninety nine cents, exactly. whatever it is. Exactly. And I'm trying to pull up this article that I read, but the, it's not loading. Um, but I, I I'm I'm on this debate that we were that um, we're supposed to do. I'm on the con side, so I'm supposed to say, no, they shouldn't be allowed to buy foods, uh, to use food stamps to buy junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my memory about this article, it said that it takes less energy to process um, junk food. So these kids that are eating, and adults that are eating this junk food, will burn 100 less calories than the people who are eating um, fruits, vegetables, protein, all this stuff. Ultimately, you're burning more calories by eating good food because your body has to work harder to digest it. And that it's just loaded, actually, um, so I'll try to pull it up. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, even if you have to sacrifice that extra $5 for chicken breast, ultimately you're paying for your health. Mm-hmm. And if we all want to live a long and healthy life and feel good and do good, then eat good foods. Don't eat the junk food and don't feed your kids the junk food.
0: Can That's you it. can you send me that send me that article? Yeah, I'll done, see if I can find it um, so I can put it in the show notes for for people to read. Mm-hmm. So if you want to if you want to take a if you want to take a look at this article, it's going to be at the show notes. You can head over to executivefitllc.com. Uh, click on the menu bar there, click on podcast, and then from that page, click on show notes. So executivefitllc.com, click on the podcast, and then click on show notes. Speaking of performing better, because you know how you said that eating shit food is going to make you perform terrible in, in, mm-hmm. in school. It's also going to make you perform terrible in the gym, eating crap food. But um, But in terms of performance, I have always... Ever since I really started, like, uh, powerlifting, I've been focusing my deadlifts with uh, alternating grip. My left hand is supinated and my right hand is pronated, right? Do you ever and go a hook? That's what I'm getting oh, at. Yeah. So I've never, I've always been deadlifting like that. Even in, like, lighter working sets, if I'm not doing, like, heavy singles or whatnot, I'll still do alternating grip because my theory is, my theory was, was you know, this is how I'm going to deadlift on stage at a meet, mm-hmm. so this is how I'm going to train, right? Like, train how you fight, right? Mm-hmm. So the other day uh i was doing we just started push pull legs yeah. i think it was it, we just started the new phase of high-speed anabolic which i want to loop back to this and talk about what you guys are thinking about the newest phase mm-hmm. um so i was like i was doing it doing the workout with a buddy who's also testing it and i was like you know what like i'm gonna i'm gonna change some things up like i'm gonna i'm gonna do a hook grip you know kind of train my forearms a little bit because that's something that that uh women have actually noticed that um Strong big forearms are actually quite attractive. They did some studies. Th- they, oh, they did studies on nice that women. Yeah, they said that with quads too. Like guys yeah, with big quads. Guys with big quads, big quads, and big forearms. They mm-hmm. really really turn the ladies on. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, like let me let me do a hook grip so I can kind of train my grip strength a little bit. It's mm-hmm. gonna help my overall my overall deadlift. Oh, and what I found, and I was only I was only pulling two seventy five. I was only pulling 275. What I found was I could not, you know, when you go when you go to deadlift and you go right before you pull, your you kind of retract, pull your scapula back, and mm-hmm. kind of like bring your shoulder blades together and down. Mm-hmm. I noticed that as soon as I started my pull on my left side, I couldn't keep my shoulder blade together and down. Like as soon as I started to pull, it would it would it would rock forward because mm-hmm. it was just not used. My I haven't trained that way. Like I haven't trained my muscles in that way. Mm-hmm. I've always done. Uh, a, a supinated left hand, an underhand left hand. Same. So I've got my bicep, Same. more of my bicep and more of my lat to help me keep that keep that shoulder blade down. Now that I've changed my grip around, I was doing working sets at 275, and every time I would pull, I would feel my left side shift a little bit
1: Interesting. as soon
0: as mm-hmm. I pulled. And what I think that did is now is, um, unless I'm going like anything, unless I'm going like over 315, 335 with deadlifts, I'm going to keep everything hook grip. Number one, to train my grip strength, and number two, to kind of rebuild my left side. I've developed this imbalance between my right and left side when I deadlift just from the way that my hands were were placed. And not that I think that training that way is a bad thing, but now that I'm not not focused on doing another powerlifting meet, at least in the next year, so I don't think my training should be reflecting meet prep and and during meat prep i think it's it's definitely okay to only deadlift one way because you really want to drive that those biomechanics into the ground uh prior to going and performing on stage when you're about to pull a, a new one rep max hopefully but just in general i think it's important to remember that you have to train the opposite way and i think even doing a, a opposite. Alternating grip, with my left hand proni- pronated, facing down, and my right hand supinated, palm up. Ooh, I've mm-hmm. never done that. Yeah, I think I've
1: tried. I can't do yeah, it. I tried it. I
3: was like, no. I think it's so Im-
0: it's important to do that, even if it's lighter working sets. Mm-hmm. It's important to do that so you can train the opposite side the same way that you're that you're doing. It it's such a small tweak. It's just a small adjustment, but, it's, but it makes a huge it difference. Makes a world of a difference. Wow. Did you guys ever experience anything like that?
1: Yeah i mean like one time switching
0: grips just like anything where you change something up and then you're like oh shit like i can't do this like it's not the same you know what i mean
1: specifically with deadlifts, yeah. yes specifically yeah like yeah because that? i tried one time i was just like curious to see hey i wonder what um it would feel like if i switched my hands and i like set myself up i was super set up to go like and i tried pulling it and i was like Number one, I was like, "This is just awkward. I, I don't think I can pull this up." Mm-hmm. And number two, like my left, my left arm is significantly uh, weaker than my right arm, so I think just like the psychological fact of like I'm uncomfortable. I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So.
3: I mean, yeah, it's. You ever like switch your grip? Like, I only do it with deadlift. Like that's it. Well, sometimes yeah. with the bench too. Like to go wider to see if it's easier. Mm-hmm. But with deadlifts, I've always been trying to go, like, wider and see if that's easier. And then, mm-hmm. like, going up and down.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I used to like, kind of bend my legs more. Like, when I go down, I used to bend and then, like, stand it up. Mm-hmm. But, like, now I'm kind of, like, just keeping easier my back, back straight. More. You know, on yeah.
0: a, one thing I noticed with uh, my bench today, I, I did a I did an EDT uh, today. I was just was sure. that the bench and cable? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> it was chest and back. bench, chest and back, EDT yeah. today. See, I had
3: a problem with the bench and cable because at the YMCA, like you can't yes. keep a bench and then. Yes. Like, it's easier
0: because I, I. So you, you can probably, swap yeah. that out. So so. I was d- thinking The like, important thing is you can swap that mm-hmm. out with if you were to do bench and then like bent over rows. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah, yeah. Bent over barbell rows because you can do that on mm-hmm. the bench. So, but anyway, I did the uh, bench and and cable rows, mm-hmm. and then I did incline bench with, uh, what was it? Incline bench with wide that, grip. Yeah. Wide grip wide grip rows. And oh, what that I notice lap pull downs, right? No, no, no. No, it's wide grip wide grip cable rows. That you use the lat pull down bar, but on the low cable. Yeah, I just did lap pull It's downs. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's <laughs> still it's it's, still, the same it's, it's basically yeah, it's basically the same movement. Right. Yeah. it's anyway. Um, so taking the bench press, for example, today, I used a different bar. Like I have I have multiple barbells at home and I have one that I like to bench with. And so today i was like i'm gonna change it up a little bit like throw in a different bar try to figure out hand placement on this bar and with this new bar my hands were a tad bit wider tad bit wider than they normally are and just just being that much wider i could feel the range of motion was so much smaller so much smaller so um because with it being wider you don't have to move as far Mm -hmm. to bring the bar down to your chest right because the closer, as you go wider, naturally the bar drops, mm-hmm. right? It's like so, you get a better stretch too when you go wider, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But you don't want you don't want to go too wide and put strain on your shoulder. Like no, that's, yeah. But like you want to keep it mm-hmm. like like you know somewhat uh, responsible with how wide you go with your bench press. But um, I noticed that like it was perfect form. My wrists were like just directly over over my elbows, and it was just insane how much stronger I felt. Now, mind you, this bar was also like a little bit smaller in diameter. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it felt smaller. I wasn't, like, gripping, like, a big bar. Was it was a 45-pound bar. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. still 45-pound. And it's a bar that I normally have been deadlifting with, that I'll do, like, my heavy deadlift sets with. But it was just incredible just changing changing one small factor of, like, where I set up, where I mm-hmm. put my hands. I, would, I set up to my normal spot, and I was like, no, let me, like, move it out just, like, a little bit more. And it was just, like, a world of a difference. And I think I found the position that works for me mm-hmm. when it comes to this. And I was doing, um, you know, with the first the first bench, the first uh, pair in EDT, you take your your 10 rep max, mm-hmm. okay? And you do five reps on each, each exercise with it. I used 135 to bench today, mm-hmm. which uh, it wasn't necessarily my 10 rep max, but I was also fasted. I hadn't eaten anything. So I was like, let me just throw a plate on there and see how it goes. And it was just insane. Like it really was insane how uh strong i felt and it could have been the combination of like being fasted and, and whatnot but um it, it was really good it was oh really interesting
1: good. interesting i haven't done that workout today yet
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's a good one i really like i like the edts
1: i love the edts
0: because if There's you're in always, a bind yeah. if you're in a bind you need to go somewhere 20, you yeah. only have a short amount of time like after minutes, my warm-up right? it was 30 minutes mm-hmm. i finished and i came back inside and i'm so used to an hour-long workout mm-hmm. i finished i came back inside and i was like it's only eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. like i have so much time well, I was at like, the same time didn't you want
3: to like work out more just
0: a i always feel mean? at
1: the end of it that i want to yeah. work out more no,
0: just because not if you push yourself properly what? Not I, if you I, use it proper weight
3: Okay, I might feel tired, but I'm like, ah, oh, it's only been thirty minutes. Like I could still do more in that
2: thirty yeah. more minutes. Right. On
1: the EDT days, I usually do like an ab workout afterwards.
2: Okay, which is good.
1: Just because usually yeah. the workouts mm-hmm. don't incorporate abs directly. Mm-hmm. They work work mm-hmm. out them indirectly. Yes,
3: nice. I think heavy deadlifts and squats work my abs good enough. Just me again. All right, guys. Just wait. Just
0: wait wait until you start to get some back pain, bro. I already went through this. I I already went through this. I already have the back pain. Dude, I already went through this, and I had to rehab my low back for, like, four weeks. It took four weeks for me to rehab my low back, and it was kind of, like, the same spot Nikki's back spasm was in, but it took me, like... Center, lower back? Yeah. It took me, like, four weeks to rehab this, and it was just from constantly not training abs... And squatting heavy, deadlifting heavy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I uh, don't know too much about like bench, Maybe how much of a role that had to play. It could be. You do a lot of but abs. But I do
1: though. abs like at least yes, twice a Yes, But are week. you
0: strength training abs? Like, are you doing like planks and shit and like static holds? Or are you like doing.
1: A mixture of both.
0: Okay. Like spend weighted? more time, spend more time like weighted abs yeah. stuff. Like reach ups. Oh, I do. Ups? Like I weighted do. reach ups. Spend time doing I that. I
1: do like weighted sit ups, weighted leg raises, like that kind of stuff. Good.
3: I um, said she could have just had like. A weak lower back as well.
1: I feel like though if I work out directly, like even with the problem that I have now, if I do like,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know, back workouts or whatever, it's just gonna aggravate the problem even more. Because personally, I think it's muscular. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's like spinal or anything. So, I don't know. We'll see.
0: It could be just the fact that that one time you overreached and you just tried too hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just you went too hard. You went too far and your body responded by sending you that signal of like holy shit. And I'm not dude I'm
1: th- I'm s- continuing to work out. I'm not taking 4 weeks off or whatever. Right,
0: exactly. But like that's I I didn't take 4 weeks off though. Uh, okay. I spent 4 weeks rehabbing. So so what I did during those 4 weeks to rehab my back was um, I was very diligent with training abs twice two to three times a week because studies have shown that that frequency in your training if you have a weak area the m- training it more frequently will improve you'll improve it so much more than if you were to do one time a week on that area and just go like super hard in one day
2: Mm -hmm.
0: right so if you do if you do 15 sets a week and you do six sets of abs on monday six sets of abs on wednesday and then friday you do uh, three sets of abs right that will improve your core strength over time, more so than doing 15 sets of abs on Monday,
2: hmm. and then Jesus.
0: next Monday doing another 15 sets of abs. So, if you can increase the frequency in an area that you want to improve on, you're going to see much better results long term. It could have it could have taken me eight to 12 weeks to rehab my back probably if I was not implementing the frequency, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- and that was number one was not implementing the f- was was implementing the frequency. When I am in the gym, training my abs three times a week. The other things that it was, was making sure I'm staying diligent on stretching my posterior chain, Mm -hmm. so my hamstrings, my glutes, my back itself, stretching that, um, and my upper back as well. Staying on top of, and and also implementing with those stretches, the frequency thing, doing it multiple times a week, or multiple times a day. So throughout the day, I would stop at work, stretch my glutes, stretch my hamstrings, um, stretch my lower back. Anytime it started to feel like it got tight, I'd stretch it. it. took me four weeks to rehab it. I I think what it was was just a strain. I think it was just a muscle strain. I kind of pulled the reins back on my training, stopped lift. I stopped squatting super heavy, and I stopped deadlifting super heavy. But I was still doing them. I was still squatting, still deadlifting, everything. but I was just paying attention to my body, listening to the signals it was sending me. What do I feel? What is my body telling me right now based on my feeling? And I was just rolling with it, just staying on top of the stretching, um, really ch- making sure I'm diligent with my morning shake, so I have those uh, natural anti-inflammatories and antioxidants every single day, and and all of this, all of this combined, not once did I have to take ibuprofen or Advil or any non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Not once did I take one, hmm. and like it hurt. Like there was days where like I would like roll out of bed and be like. Fuck! Like I can't move. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. And I'd have to sit on the edge of the bed and stretch my lower back just to be able to get up and brush my teeth. So, if you can pinpoint what it was, not only pinpoint what's bothering you, like lower back, this is bothering me, but then also pinpoint what could be causing issues with your lower back. Okay, well your glutes, tight glutes can cause lower back pain.
3: Seriously.
0: Tight glutes can cause lower back pain. Mm-hmm.
3: Tight hamstrings, hamstrings.
0: Tight hamstrings can I've cause had lower back with pain. That. Tight ass. Okay. I mean <laughs> a tight a tight chest from sitting at a desk all day sitting like this all day if Hunch- you work working 9 to 5 Nate's oh, oh, yeah. hunching over yeah, yeah. I'm hunching can, it's recording <laughs> can cause can <laughs> cause shoulder pain yeah. one of my oh, clients yeah. one of my clients had shoulder pain in the back of his shoulder oh, and we I was like oh their
3: shoulders are hunched, like, yeah. and he works
0: a desk job so I'm like sit up watch your posture throughout the day sit up straight <laughs> yeah
1: now we're all straightening yeah, like, oh. posture. sit up
0: straight and stretch your chest Stay on top of regularly stretching your chest, and over the course of four weeks, like his shoulder pain went away. It was it was like four to six weeks with him; his pain went away in his shoulder. And we were also doing some other things like strengthening his traps because we hadn't done many like shrugs together. So like it could have been a combination. Most of the time, when you have chronic pain, it's a combination of many things. It's not mm-hmm. oh well your posture's off. You're having pain because your posture. No, you're probably having pain because your posture's off. You have a muscle imbalance. You're not. You don't. You're not following a proper, pro, proper, a proper training protocol. So
1: even how you sleep too. It,
0: exactly, and how you sleep can play a part in it. So like mm-hmm. it's all of these things that build up that cause chronic issues for you, or mm-hmm. a, a certain issue. And if you start to address all of them, you can fix the problem instead of taking taking uh, ibuprofen to deal with the pain taking Aleve to deal with the pain yeah that's the worst way to do it it's I think. Mm-hmm. it's you have to think like what and so some for people that don't understand biomechanics and the an- human anatomy don't know what to think they don't know what to look for they don't know what to think like why could this be happening when you feel pain you're like this is where my pain is make it go away i need to stretch this area like, no, you don't necessarily need to stretch your lower back if that's where the pain is. You might just need to stretch your hamstrings and your glutes because
2: mm-hmm.
0: they've been turned off from you sitting at a desk all day. Right. So Or just da-
1: lack of stretching Or in lack general. of stretching
0: in general. Like, like in, in my situation, it was really just lack of stretching because I had not implemented that. So you just got to look at all areas of what's bothering you and those areas around the area that's bothering you mm-hmm. and think about what you've been doing to those areas, if anything. And if you haven't been doing anything to those areas around the area that's bothering you, start. And you'll most likely see an improvement. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that leads into Nikki's back spasm that she just had.
1: Even my back spasms, too. I, mean, I wouldn't call them spasm, just pain.
0: Well, she hers was very <laughs> acute. Oh, nice. You know, since it happened, I've been like, okay, let's let's try this, let's try that, let's try the other thing. And... and you know some of the things that i'm like let's try she's not ready to do yet hmm. like like uh making that morning shake and implementing those natural anti inflammatory. she's not necessarily 100% ready it to tastes do it but it's so it good. doesn't taste gross it does no, taste good good it does taste pretty Is it
3: good. like the super greens because that's exactly mm-hmm. what i'm picturing right now
0: no it's like not like cinnamon. megan's super greens no. it's it's literally it's a homemade stuff you just use whole food you just use real food to make it yeah. it's um spinach Or what I was doing at one time was spinach and arugula, but it's spinach, walnuts, cinnamon, cocoa powder, sea salt, and then milk, and then what you almond milk. And then what I do when I have that in in the morning is I throw a scoop of protein powder in. That makes sense. To get to get a little bit more extra protein, and it's got about (laughs) when you combine the protein powder and the walnuts, you got about like forty-five to fifty grams of protein Mm -hmm. in in that shake. So it's Mm -hmm. like a nice and it's also that's also a
1: high calorie. Yes, it's about eight, it's
0: like eight hundred fifty to nine hundred calories. Bro. Yeah, do you count your calories and yes, macros? Yes, yes, oh. I do that. So every now and then, what I'll do to count my calories and count my macros is every now and then I'll re I'll calculate it for what my meal prep is, and then for the coming weeks after that, I'll stick to very similar with that meal prep. And then when I get bored of that food and I change my meal prep up again, I'll recalculate the, ca- the calories and the macros and everything. Hmm. So I know I'm, like, about where I need to be. And then hmm. I can listen to my body. And if I'm, like, if I'm like, yeah, I'm not super hungry today, like, I just won't eat because, like, I've had enough, you know what I mean? Or if I'm, like, extra hungry, I'll be, like, okay, like, why am I extra hungry? Probably there's just heavy training yesterday. So maybe I do need to implement, like, an extra shake or, like, an extra meal here and there. So I wouldn't hmm. say it's, like, intuitive training intuitive dieting but it's just I just listen listen to my body what do I need am I hungry you know what I mean or is this just a craving you're
3: bulking right yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. I'm still bulking and I'll be bulking all the way through high-speed anabolic but I will I throw in like today is a low calorie day for me definitely a low calorie day especially
1: after yesterday
0: well, yesterday wasn't too bad cuz I only ate one meal before the party, so oh, okay. but I did have Let's a lot keep of sugar. It high. I did have a lot of sugar. Well, that's the thing with just keeping it high is your metabolism is going to adapt to mm. your high calorie diet. I mean, so it's I gonna I keep going to speed up. Yeah, so you don't want to do that cuz eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to need like 10,000 calories, bro. I know. It's like dumb. eventually you're going to get to that point and you're just not going to be able, I able to feed yourself. Well, we did
1: see that guy that had like 10,000 that in I can't talk Ingested 10,000 calories a day, or was that remember?
3: Oh, you're talking about Ward's strongest man, yeah, yeah, Brian Shaw, yeah, yeah, he's like, but that's different, that's a little bit different. He He needs it, lives
0: to train, like, he lives just to train, so like, it's different, and he's not just training an hour a day. Okay, no, like yeah, that dude yeah. is training for no, no, like, yeah. multiple hours a day, so he he needs yeah, his whole fuel, day but, is just training and rehab. But like sure. dudes like you and me, guys like guys like us who train for an hour, maybe an hour and a half a day, mm-hmm. don't need to eat ten thousand calories a day. Oh. And you can, but you can fuck your body up and get to that point by constantly eating high calorie because so you're eating high calorie. Okay, and your weight training. So, the signal you're sending to your body is we need to adapt and build muscle so we can handle Mm -hmm. the load that I'm being put under, right? All of this weight training. So, in that response, your metabolism is going to speed up because when you build more muscle, it's very calorie expensive. It's very expensive for your body to keep. So, your body needs to burn more calories because it's got more muscle. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your metabolism is going to increase. And if you constantly just on top, on top, on top, on top, and keep adding, uh, more food on top of that because you're not seeing progress then you're uh, you're just you're just like your metabolism is just constantly chasing that right so as a drop so you should do low calorie reset that metabolism God, now low calorie or do calorie the 24
1: hour fast well, well, even that'll just help to reset it yes, i would say
0: I every couple of weeks it. every <laughs> couple of weeks pull back on your calories just cut them back by like 500 calories in a day okay just one week not for a week for like two to three days 500 calories less than where you're at for two to three days, and then do that every, like, two to three weeks. Oh, I've been doing and that, though. That's going to help. But it's been accidental.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's going to help reset your metabolism so that it doesn't continue to just speed up as you increase the food. And then you won't have this effect of, I'm eating 3,000 calories now, and I was seeing progress for two months, but now I'm not seeing progress. Well, let me increase it to 3,500. Like, oh, I'm seeing progress now. Mm-hmm. See progress for two months, and it's like, well, now I'm eating 3,500, and I'm not seeing any progress. Well, let me increase it to 4,000. And you see where this is going. Mm-hmm. It just constantly compounds on top of itself. So if you don't reset that metabolism and spend some time low-calorie to kind of pull the reins back and say, hey, you don't need to be this fast. You don't need to be this fast. Then you'll be able to build. You will build more so muscle long So where should I keep
3: like, my calories? Where, so like-
0: it, where are they at right now?
3: They vary from like 35 to 4,000, 3,500 to 4,000 a day. Yeah, sometimes I sploge and go like
0: 4,500, but that's crazy. And that's,
1: sometimes you don't eat anything.
3: Yeah, that's when I'm like not feeling good.
0: That's fine. That's fine, you know, to to do that and have mm-hmm. those days where you don't eat much. But, um, you know, if you're not seeing, are, I mean, are you seeing progress? I mean, you your deadlift went up. Right after oh, yeah. we started high-speed yeah. anabolic, your deadlift went up.
3: I mean, I tried another max. I almost got 395. It was Justin. He just kept saying, like, keep going up. And I was like, I, I think I can get it. I think, yeah. I think I got it. I think I got it. Yeah. But no, <laughs> I, like, I, like, pushed up and my calves, like, started to cramp. And I was like, oh, no. Like, you ever, I don't know. I kind of push with my calves, my legs, a lot. Like, mostly. I mean, of the with legs.
1: deadlifts, it's okay.
3: Yeah. I just got stuck. I just, I needed that lower back strength. I got stuck. I was just sitting there, Mm -hmm. face red, like blacking out.
1: Shaking. We're not sure if you're going to pass out. I like
3: dropped it and Justin's like, you got it. Go again. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just (laughs) let me sit down quick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fall, man. That's
1: funny. All right. Here we go. Ben says, what is the best routines to build quads? I can't get them to grow, but I can get my calves to grow
0: this is this is a pretty good question so um building the quads is um i think the best way to build quads is to take you want to combine a compound movement Mm -hmm. and an isolation exercise okay so take like lunges do some do sets of lunges and then also do uh, like leg extensions right into leg extensions okay Mm -hmm. superset them together that's a way that you can really try to build the quads the other thing that and you can implement this for any muscle not necessarily just building the quads. But if you take, um, take any exercise, any, any how have you been training? You need to look at how have you been training. Have you been doing low weight and, and high reps? You know what I mean? Have you been like trying to go for that burnout? Or have you been doing heavy weight with lower reps? Have you been lifting mm-hmm. towards your maximal strength?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What have you been doing more and do the opposite? What have, you, what have you been doing recently? So if like for the past six months you've been doing high reps, low weight, well then, you need to lift heavy f and weight on those quads. Mm-hmm. You need to put like like three to five to eight reps mm-hmm. on lunges or on squ or on bar- barbell squats or um, Bulgarian split squats, something like that, to really put heavy weight on those muscles instead of doing higher rep stuff. You need to do the opposite of what you've been doing, what you've been focusing on. So the combina- I think the combination, the best way to build the quads, is gonna be Using compound movements, like your squats, your lunges, and supersetting that with isolation exercises, like leg extensions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be – combine those that, that with doing the opposite style of training that you've been doing is going to be the best way to really get the quads to grow.
1: Right, and I think maybe, like, if you've – so let's just say you've been doing heavy squats and heavy doing heavy stuff, trying to build those quads – And then, you know, these people that are listening are taking your advice, Nate, and going into high rep, low weight, and then just doing that. Instead of maybe, like, jumping right into a whole different routine, you can incorporate, this is, I'm talking based on personal experience, but, like, alternate between days when you squat heavy, deadlift heavy, you know, destroy your legs that way, and then other days do high rep low weights and mm-hmm. just destroy them that way that way you're going back and forth and your muscles are like okay we're doing legs today what am i gonna how am i gonna die today?"
0: right right and i i see your point with that but also to caveat off of that it's a hard sometimes it's a hard mentality to get into to switch gears from doing lightweight and then going and, and lifting super heavy. For mm. some people, it's a okay. hard it's hard to to ch- to switch your mentality to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you if you find that you can switch your mentality, do that. Right. Do that. And the other thing that we were talking about earlier is the frequency. If you want to mm-hmm. get your quads to grow, train them 2 to 3 times a week. Like right. train your quads 2 to 3 times a week because frequency is super important when it comes to working a weak area okay so if you have a weak area this guy Ben's weak area is his quads he wants to improve the quads train him two to three times a week even if you're doing shoulders one day throw in lunges and leg extensions at the end of your shoulder workout and right. do them first like there's there's no rules to because you're training shoulders you can't train your your legs like it doesn't mean you have to train your hamstrings and your glutes three times a week if your weak area is your quads train your quads Two to three times a week. Combine all those three things, hands down, your quads are just going to explode.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Probably literally too, because training your quads is like mad. Yeah, Stretch. mad hard. There you go. But well, he might be doing things
3: that we don't know what he's doing, like running a lot. Right. Exactly. Like that's the other thing. He might things be. Things that
0: he might like be killing
3: running. his growth. So.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if he's running but doing sprints, that's good.
3: Sometimes. I mean, I don't think you can be sprinting. Like, I don't think you can sprint and then. You know, do a workout like a leg workout.
1: Oh no, no! If, actually, I read or that if you do, and sprint. if you do cardio before lifting, it mm-hmm. actually prevents the muscles from growing, as you know, from maximizing their growth. Really? Yeah. So if you do lifting first and then do sprints, or and then do a long distance run or whatever, that's better for your muscles because it's then they've already been broken down by you squatting and exercising them, and then you're just helping to build their endurance by. Sprinting or doing a long run.
0: That's interesting.
3: Yeah. I think a nice cardio is the EDT, you know, mm-hmm. just constantly. It's basically
0: cardio because yeah. you're just bouncing back and forth. EDT, mm-hmm. you know, you're bouncing back and forth between um, antagonist movements, mm-hmm. and you're not taking any rest, it's and you're tough. doing less reps. Per We're set. Taking, like ten second, like just to rest. go from one to the other, yeah. exactly. But I mean, yeah, like it's basically cardio. Thing. It is basically cardio. All right, what's the next question?
1: All right, this is a pretty depressing question. <laughs> um, okay. I feel for this man. Uh, So his name is Mac, and he says, What do you do when your wife or significant other says she hates your gains and is not supportive at all of you exercising?
0: Uh, Wow. You need to find a new (laughs) wife, bro. I
1: I am very depressed by this, and it hurts me. It hurts me because people work out not only for you know, impressing your man or impressing your wife or whatever, but it's for health. And for some people it's a stress relief. It's how people deal with their stress. So if you're if you're not supporting your significant other by you know, whatever, saying, "Hey, you look great, honey. You know, keep up the good work or whatever." You know, that's I don't even know what to say. Honestly, like it just makes me want to punch max significant other in the face like <laughs> I, no,
0: I mean, I think, like... <laughs> I don't, don't
1: honestly know, don't know what to say. I,
0: it is it, it might stem from, like, insecurity on, on his significant other's uh, maybe. part. Yeah, maybe she know, isn't the Because, fittest. or, I mean, it could be a he. It could be a he. Uh, we, we can't be closed-minded here. That's maybe, why I said know. significant other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he could... <laughs> I thought he said wife.
1: He did say wife, but then I added yeah. significant well, other. His
0: significant other might be thinking he's trying to look better. For somebody else, or that, you know what I mean. That he's gonna meet somebody better looking than his significant other at the gym. You know what I mean. So I mean, like, then she doesn't. But trust like that him, just really then well. Then it yeah, then to so like, like a other trust problems. Issue. It's, it's like a trust issue like and the inside like the gym. boils <laughs> into, right. Like I I don't think that this that that this guy's significant other has an issue with the fact that he's going to the gym and the fact that he's making progress. I mean maybe that his significant other likes a bigger dude and likes somebody, maybe. you know what I mean? Like, and maybe he's trying to lose weight and, or, or maybe this his significant other likes somebody who's not super built, but this guy wants to be super built. And like, that's just a compatibility issue. And I mean, if, I mean, you know, if you're not too far into it, just, you know, get out while you can. Get out right. while it's easy. You know what I mean? There's I mean, other, that's the easy answer, but there's other fish, it, But you never know. Like maybe it, they're, they're already committed. Maybe they have kids. You, you never know. Um, <laughs> but stuck. you got to... Like, if, if your significant other truly loves you, then they'll they'll accept something. They, they If they really love you, they should be able to accept a hobby or a passion that you have as long as it's not hurting somebody else. You know what yeah. I mean? And going to the gym and bettering yourself is not hurting anybody else. So, you know, your significant other really should be able to accept the fact that if this is your passion, if this is what you like to do, do it. Yeah, and they should they should be accepting of it. So,
1: yeah, I'm sorry, Mac. I hope you. I, I hope you figure it I kinda, out. I feel for you, bud. Because I, I know hope how much I enjoy. I know out. how
0: I enjoy. I I enjoy how much I work my workouts. I know how how much mm. I enjoy them. I enjoy myself. You know, way more. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh like God, especially okay. when I'm mirroring. looking in the mirror, got a nice pump going. Like I'm all 15. Yes. With cracks and poses. Yeah, I'm like, bro. Like I'm not even a bodybuilder, but I'm posing. I've seen him do it. <laughs> I've seen it enough, I can do it. <laughs> all right, what's the next question? All
1: right, next question is from Josh. This is all in caps, so I'm not sure if I should yell it
2: or... <laughs> 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 I'm Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but Josh says, bear with me, when you in the gym going at it and someone come try to show you how to do a particular exercise, are they really trying to help you or are they low-key hating? Hashtag, I need answers.
0: Hmm. Mm. All right.
3: Someone should help him with his English. Josh needs answers. <laughs> listen, <laughs>
0: listen. If if somebody's coming up to me to tell me uh, I'm doing something wrong or to show me something, I think it's important that you stay humble enough. Oh yeah. To realize that. that you don't know everything.
1: Yeah. This actually you, happened to me at the gym.
0: You elaborate on that.
1: So it was at a – I was going there for a while, and the uh, manager or. I think it was Jamal. It was the he's the owner of Snap Fitness. No, just the manager. Just the manager. Okay, so he's just a manager, but he's this big built black guy like I was intimidated by he him. He looks
3: like um DMX. And
0: he sounds
3: like DMX.
1: Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, do you know DMX? Yeah, the rapper. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. okay.
3: Yeah, I, don't I don't know what rap, he looks so. like though. Oh, but he sounds like him. He's That's but cool.
1: anyway, he's this big like intimidating guy and I was doing um chest flies with the cables and he noticed that I was using my legs to stabilize myself instead of my core so he comes up to me and he says hey do you mind if I help you or do you like can I help you with this and I was like yeah sure absolutely because I'm always open for you know obviously I don't know everything and at that point I hadn't been working out for that long so but I took his advice and he um, you know showed me how to just use, engage using my core instead of my legs and it actually made me, you like, it it felt better doing the exercise, so I think if people come up to you, and even if they look big and intimidating and all that stuff, like, you don't know their background, you don't know if they're a personal trainer or if they're, like, an owner of a huge gym or whatever, or if they're just an average Joe and they've read an article, like, you don't know, so just, I, I would say, take it with a grain of salt, you know, listen to them, you don't have to Uh, incorporate what they say but i don't know just listen to them
0: i agree i mean and if somebody's i think if it goes to the point where they're bothering you during your workout like that's another thing to just like tell them off and be like listen leave me alone but yeah if they're just coming over to give you a tip take what they say listen to it think about it you don't even have to implement it Mm -hmm. just let them let them show you maybe they're teaching you something you didn't know you know maybe they're teaching you something you already know right or maybe i don't know maybe they just feel like being helpful or maybe they're lonely and they need a friend i don't know you never know
1: never know know,
2: yeah
0: (laughs) all right on that note thank you for listening to this episode of drive with woody fit uh with your hosts myself megan woods and michael stewart um if you are just getting into fitness and you'd like something um like something to follow you're not sure what to do take a look at the website we have our basic training guide this is pretty cool it's a basic training guide that i put together and it's something that will allow you to build a solid foundation in your in lifting so if you've never lifted before you've never gone into the gym this is a guide that you're you you can use to to build a solid foundation on top of that the newest workout i wanted to share with you guys the newest workout that i put on the website it's a free download Mm. is the arm 240 bravo workout
1: oh cool get
0: it m240 Uh. bravo arm 240 bravo okay so um but this is a baller, this is a baller arm workout. Um it I had like a massive pump from it. So go onto the website and get this one. Um because oh, I'm gonna it's, definitely try it. it's uh it's a pretty sweet arm workout and it's just biceps and triceps. So if you want one of these workouts, either the basic training guide or the arm 240 Bravo workout or any other guide that we come out with in the future that's absolutely free, head over to the website, executivefitllc.com scroll all the way down to the bottom, and to your email in the newsletter subscription tab and that first email that you get it's an automated email first email that you get is going to have the download it's going to have all of the programs that we that all of the guides, all of the free guides, the free programs that we offer is going to be in that email for you to download. So all you need to do is enter your email at the bottom of the page executivefitllc.com and if you are looking to take your fitness to the next level you're ready to change your life, head over to the website, same thing, reach out to me in whatever way you want to, and we'll talk about some online personal training. I'm Nate from Executive Fit.
1: I'm Megan.
3: Oh, I'm Michael.